hey guys so just before we get into this episode just a quick disclaimer um the audio might sound a little bit off in this um it's because we just had some issues um over zoom and the recording didn't turn out as clear as i wanted to so if it lags a little bit i'm so sorry about that um but yeah just wanted to put that in there before we get into the episode thank you Hey guys, welcome to Let Me Talk Podcast Season 2, Episode 52. On today's episode, I have the most inspiring young actresses, Olivia, Aurora and Freya on the podcast. And they are here to talk about Melonhead, which is a short film that Aurora produced, directed, wrote and starred in. And Freya and Olivia were also supporting actors in this film. We talk all about it and we also dive into their journeys and what made them want to become actors. So without giving anything else away, let's get into this episode. Hey girls, thank you so much for coming on Let Me Talk podcast today. We have Olivia, Freya and Aurora, just for the audience to know before we get started. How's everyone's day been today? Um, (laughs) My day's been fun, um, but also pretty stressful because, yeah, we're filming tomorrow. Yeah, so exciting. So, so exciting. Well, we start with a rapid fire. So if you guys are willing to play a rapid fire game, we're just going to go ahead and do that. (laughs) Awesome. So whoever wants to start, the question is, what actor or entertainer inspires you the most? I'll I'll go. Mm -hmm. Um, Tony Collette and because... She's succeeded in Australia and she's a big actor in like a household's name in Australia, but then she's also made it into different genres, different countries. Like her name is known all around the world, which is what I aspire to be like. And she's just an amazing actor. I mean, who doesn't love her? Yeah. Exactly. Tony Collette is a queen and deserves to be celebrated. We can celebrate her today. Yeah. Um- I don't really have, like, one specific person. Um, I'm inspired by quite a few different people, um, not only in, like, live-action films, um, but also in animated ones. One of my favourite movies and childhood favourite movies is The Incredibles, um, where Brad Bird was the director and he also played Edna Mode, which is pretty cool. Um, But... I think one of the most inspiring people is probably Carmen Duncan because not only did she, like, succeed in her, like, acting career but also in her um, surrounding community and especially raising awareness, awareness of such, like, um, an important... Oh, what's the word for it? Not... Uh, important... Not event... Uh, I can't think of the word... Like important message, or yeah, like a that's it. Message. Important message. That's the word. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Cool. <laughs> and what about you, Olivia? Um, I oh, there's just so many inspiring like actors and entertainers out there, but I I definitely have to say Reese Witherspoon. She's just she's got such um an amazing personality, which I really look up to. She's just so. Um, down to earth and everyone loves her and she's been in all the genres genres I I really want to be in so yeah yeah awesome the next one is film or tv what do you prefer to watch oh gosh (laughs) binging a series is always good but like 
TV can really grab you. See, the thing is, is with series, sometimes it's a little annoying because you're like, oh, I'll just watch one more episode and then it's like a cliffhanger and then you got to watch another one. Yeah. Whereas a movie, it's just kind of one thing mm. in total, yeah. you know? I mean, I guess if it's a really good storyline, you want more episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. It's such like a letdown when there's no more episodes and you've, like, reached the end and there's only, yeah. like, and then you have It's seven. horrible. And then you, you have know to, what? like, oh, two gosh. more years for um, number two to come out of the movie. Mm. <laughs> I, I did that with Friends. Like, I was watching it during, like, ISO and everything, um, like, a while ago. And... Um, I was coming up to the seventh season near the last episode. I was like, I can't do this. I can't lose them oh, <laughs> because no. they're like friends. You like get to know them. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. And what about you, Aurora? Film or TV? I don't know. I really love bin- binging a series, but then I also like things kind of being wrapped up quickly. It depends. I think it depends how I'm feeling, but I always love Gilmore Girls, but then I always love, like, Forrest Gump. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... Yeah, for sure. You love all the old things. I love that. You like Gilmore Girls, Forrest Gump, live for that. Oh, I love Gilmore Girls. I will live for Gilmore Girls. I watch it, like, eight times. Like, whenever I have Netflix, it's like, let's watch it again. Yeah. Let's watch you Gilmore Girls. You have to watch The OC in One Tree Hill. Put that on your list. Maybe Ooh, when you're a bit older, doesn't... but like you got you, you got Olivia and Fry, you're year nine, but Aurora, I don't know, I don't want to like put some, Six. I don't want to like um, influence you, influence you in a older genre. I have three big brothers, but like I've been watching like action movies, you know, everything. <gasps> You've been, everything. You, you are ahead, you are ahead of the times. <laughs> Um, the next question is um, indie or blockbuster? Same with the, what do you prefer to watch? Oh, that's really mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I don't know. I mean, block, the blockbusters are always the classics. Mm. Um, but like indie, indie films, it's like, yeah, yeah they're just... Oh, yeah, they get like a lot of emotion across. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Blockbusters are always good for like, yeah, mm. they're always good for like some action. But when I just want to kind of have a chill on like a Friday night, like I'll put on an indie movie. Yeah. yeah. I feel like a lot of um, blockbusters are made in Hollywood and I feel like it's almost that same like ending almost you know like and then yeah. the same or, like rom coms yeah. made in hollywood they're all kind of that same so i feel like i prefer indie because they're just so always creative and it's like yeah they're just always so like i wouldn't say bigger than earth but for some of them it's just like wow yeah they're yeah. really out there so they're like yeah out of the but box yeah, yeah for sure for sure i think um it just also depends what the thing is too. Like a good a good rom com is always fun. You like obviously know that the standard thing is they're gonna get back together and like, you know, whatever. But you go to the movies to like watch that. But the exciting thing about an indie is like you don't necessarily know how it's gonna end and it's always yeah. um un- on the unexpected side than the predictable side. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about <laughs> 
yourselves, each of you take a turn, tell me like what, um, how you kind of knew you wanted to be an artist and be in this industry. You're obviously all still so young, so um, <laughs> feel free to just tell me like when you kind of started um, acting, dancing, singing, whatever you guys um, want to share and just so people can get to know you a bit more before we get into the short film and why we're all here today. Yeah. So yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> um so I started acting when I was 8. Yeah, I was 8 in 2018 in a Ben Parkinson casting course cuz there's the big um sets behind Movie World and so they just had an acting class going on behind there and I wanted to start acting cuz I didn't really have a hobby at that point. And I started acting and then I was acting for a couple of years. I think I was acting maybe three to two, like two and a half years before I got my first commercial, which was a Zenobis commercial at the start of 2020. And then I just fell in love with acting. No, 2021. And I fell in love with acting and then everything was happening a lot faster and I got a short film. And then now I'm making a short film. So, yeah. yeah. Exciting. Big jump. (laughs) Love it. What about you, Freya? Um, I started dancing and doing musical theatre um, when I was three or four years old. Um, and because of musical theatre, um, in 2019, I was in Les Mis. It was just, um, you know, Queensland Conservatorium, like for the for the students of the musical theatre. Um, and I got yeah. Oh, I got Young Eponine and Young Cosette, which was really nice. Um, and I really enjoyed that. So I went on to audition for Shrek the Musical um, in Brisbane at QPAC um, with, like, Marsha Hines, Lucy Jurak, Todd McKenney, and um, what was it, Ben McGay or something? Mm, so, yeah. yeah. And I played Young Fiona. And from then on, I was like, Mum, like, I think I kind of want to go professional because I really enjoyed it. And... Like, having all the little fun conversations with, like, Marsha Hines before going on stage, it was just so much fun. Mm. So I begged my mum for her to get me an agent, and then three months later I was I auditioned for a feature film role, and mum was like, look, this is it, so decide if you want to continue with it or not. And I came back off set, I was like, mum, this is absolutely amazing and it's been my passion from now on yeah that's so cool i like Wait, that so you've got oh. the feature film yes it's coming out um next next year or maybe later this this year it's like it's a minor role so no, yeah that's but so like cool, it's still pretty like, cool you, yeah. yeah you gotta celebrate your wins you can't be like yeah. just a minor role that's a that's a good thing that you in a feature film and doing all of that already that's awesome yeah like, it's not just, like, about, yeah, it's not just about getting the roles and stuff, but, like, also getting to know people on a personal level and, like, you know, like, networking with everyone kind of, yeah. I really I really enjoy getting to know people. I have a lot of friends from being on set right now, yeah. So good. And you, Olivia, how did you kind of know you wanted to be in the industry? Um. Well, when I was in around, when, when I was... Well, when I was um, in year two, I was really shy and um, so my mum signed me up to do speech and drama at the school 
And I started doing Isted Fids and, you know, I, I didn't like it at all. I felt like it was so nerve-wracking to me, but um, my parents kept me in it because they knew it was good for my confidence and speaking skills. Um, so I've been doing speech and drama Isted for around seven to eight years now. Wow. Um, I've actually just recently hit, um, I think, 100 and something medals. Um wow. <laughs> um, yeah, lots of Ice Dead Fits um, and musicals. And then um, I literally, when I was about 10 or 11, I was watching the behind, um, behind the scenes of my favourite sitcom and I just saw how much fun they were having on set and I was like, wow, these, these are actually people playing these characters. That's cool. I want to do that. That looks so fun. Um, so then about two years ago, I said to my mum, after I kept, kept seeing people, um, kids my age on movies and in TV commercials, I was like, mum, I, I think I want to do that. And so um, after a lot of begging, <laughs> my parents finally gave in. And, yeah, I've been auditioning for um, US and Australian feature films and TV shows, TV commercials, everything, which is super exciting, um, training heaps and doing lots of short films. That's amazing. I love that. I love that. Well, thanks for telling us a little bit about yourselves, but we are here today for a very exciting reason. Um, Aurora has actually brought us all together because she created this film. Um, but tell us all about Melonhead. Tell me, give me a quick scoop of what it's about how it got started and the creative process of how this has now come to be and you're in the filming stages of it currently um I'll start so Melon well I directed produced starred and I know I did another thing writ (laughs) Melonhead I'm like trying to remember everything and writ Melonhead which is a short film about helmet safety. I don't want to give it too much away, but it's about my character, Harper. She struggles between the choice to be stylish and cool and fit in with her friends and try and chase every trend or be herself and be the smart person and not try and make her, like, almost dumb herself down to try and not be nerdy or a loser. Yeah. Mm. So that's my character and, Yeah. So it's about, like, it's a, basically the premise is a safety, it's about making sure you're being safe on bikes and encourage, and it's kind of encouraging the audience that are watching it to wear helmets and yeah. to be safe all around when it comes to, like, uh, riding bikes. Helmet and, safety. And health, yeah. helmet safety, yeah, awesome. How did how did um the process of it start? Like, how did you decide you wanted to do this and make this a short film so I wrote it and made it because whenever I go to school or anywhere I see kids and adults not wearing helmets and it's it's just crazy to me because like when you get in the car you put on you put on your seatbelt because that's the law and it's the right thing to do but so when you get on a bike the first your first instinct should is to put on a helmet but yet so many so many people don't and it's just shocking and it's just really sad because it's life-changing to wear a helmet yeah yeah and how um 
did you just kind of start writing on your own or did you have help with the writing process of it? Had you written something before that or was is this your first short film? This is my first short film and I wrote it at the start of this year, I think in late January, so it's taken a while, but it's making it, it was making it the best it can be. And so I wrote like two pages and then I went to my acting mentor, Robbie Ride, who works with AFTA, he is an acting mentor there. And together we made it so much better and then we got other people on board like Steph Smith, she's a cons director, Cairns cons, and um, she helped me. <laughs> she helped me with, um, you know, directing and everything and same with Robbie Ride. But, yeah, it was just all really – and it worked out for the best and we're filming another day tomorrow, which is really exciting. That's so great. That's so great. Um, and you girls, Olivia and Freya, can you tell us a bit about each of your characters and what kind of differs from them to you? Do you guys share some similarities or are you completely opposites? Tell us. Tell um, us it all. Well, I play Ebony and I – she's quite the leader of the group. She's quite um, impulsive and a bit controlling over the girls. Um, I auditioned for both the characters, um, Sarah and Ebony, but – I really wanted Ebony. I felt um, kind of like a connection because I always love to explore new characters and I think that would be a really good way to kind of find out about the character. Um, I quite like to get to know them kind of. Like I would go like, oh, what's her favourite colour? What would she do on the weekends? You know, as if she, I actually knew her. Um, but uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> about the character herself it's kind of based on um like some experiences sort of not really gotta have that um experience in life but she uh she's different someone to not uh, mm, she's quite territorial that kind of vibe yeah I mean it was quite nice getting to know her so like Um, (laughs) pretty much the like boss of the group like yeah Yeah. just regina george we praise her she has a shrine of her in her bedroom yeah (laughs) love that love the old early 2000 references i'm vibing with this really loving Mm -hmm. this um and what about you olivia what what would you say your character's like and just give us a little bit about your character um well through the casting process, I ad- auditioned for Ebony and Sarah. And, yeah, I was definitely – I auditioned for Ebony and I was like, this is a cool character, but I'm definitely leaning more towards Sarah mm-hmm. um, just because I felt like she's just such a fun character to play. She's like um, – she's an airhead and she's definitely the comical character. Um, but I think where she fits in the storyline is that she – she like she likes um I was gonna say Aurora. <laughs> she likes um Harper and Ebony, but um she isn't completely on Ebony's side. Like she doesn't completely just want to um be popular and be cool. She also um fits in with Harper and her side where she, you know, she wants to be down to earth and stuff. So I think she's kind of just struggling to find where she sits in yeah. the trio. Um, like whose side she should take 
Um, but yeah, she's she'll definitely give the audience a bit of a laugh. Um, but yeah, that's why I just I like her so much. She's such a fun character. Yeah, awesome, awesome. And was there like something that drew you girls to the project as well? Like when you heard that you were going to be auditioning for it was something you just grasped onto immediately because of the message that it was sending or were you a bit hesitant like what was your oh yeah definitely I think the message is very very important um like even before I knew I was going to get this role um in the early stages of the casting process um I was reposting and um supporting Aurora a lot because I knew her short film had like a really 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 important message um and then when I found out um I got the role which was really nice um we reached out to and she really loved the idea an important cause in society you know yeah yeah definitely same I mean the minute I read like the the summary and like the log line of the short film I was like wow okay like there hasn't I was like it's a bit out of the blue but now I I can like really see why this is important like a helmet but like it's so much more than that like really getting into the script um yeah there's it's just it's really important so I was like "Hmm, this is actually like this is really important and we do need to spread the message so Yeah. yeah Definitely. I think for, I think, you know, even I don't have, um, like, I don't have any films from back when I was in, like, primary school even that were doing these things. And, yeah, it was a different time back then. But, you know, there weren't definitely not enough campaigns in terms of helmet safety. So I think if you look from back then to, like, which was, like, early 2000s to, like, now, like, there still isn't really that many like safety campaigns for wearing helmets and even like you know there's a lot about car and seat belts but there's not a lot about like helmet safety with Mm -hmm. motorbikes and and just bikes in general so I think and I think oh sorry (laughs) no 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 you go you go um I also think it's like really important to support the other people around you especially Aurora because you know like this is amazing um she's put herself out there and she's done it an exceptional job at it but um I think it's really important to support each other because we are going to be the next people of this um acting and directing society so I think it's really good to build each other up to reach to the top definitely oh, shucks thanks yeah, so nice it's so that's so supportive I love that I love this vibe um so yeah. what how did you go about raising funds and how has it been so successful um, and I guess, have you guys all had a part in raising funds and helping it, helping it grow as a collective or Aurora? Like, what, how did you approach funding? Why did you want funding? And where did you go? Give us some tips so then people, like, as young as you can maybe take some tips. And Yeah. I'm 11, just, like, because people are like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Aurora, Aurora's in grade six. Let's put yeah. it there. She's in grade six and an absolute genius. So, and Olivia and Freya are both year nine, and I'm just the old one here. That <laughs> let's not discuss what year. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Let, let's not discuss what part of life I'm in. 
Um, I went by raising funds, but obviously I wanted to raise funds because you need a budget for a film. <laughs> and um, so I just went to GoFundMe and I just started sharing the link and making videos like, please support. Like, there hasn't been a helmet safety campaign in Australia since the 80s and, like, it's really necessary. Um, and I was posting on all my socials and, like, other people were my family friends. And then family friends started donating. And then after I cast all my amazing characters, um, I asked them to share the link and they came through and then we reached our a little bit over our goal for our budget. But it was it was amazing. So it all worked out for the best. And honestly, I wouldn't have been able to raise it if it weren't for all the cast and like everyone sharing it. So and how did you how did you choose what like companies you were gonna go for because i know that you've got some sponsors in there as well how did you kind of filter that and choose which ones you were going to go with because obviously you want to make sure that they're serving the film as well and they have a reason to sponsor um well i kind of just got went around asking brands that like for clothing because we got clothing donated by Ganda, which is really nice for all of our characters. Um, cool. Not all of our characters, but Harper, Sarah, Ebony, and Mia, and some of Cooper's clothes, uh, Mason's clothes. But so they were really nice in donating them. And I think I just wanted people who were going to, who knew my message and didn't want to change it, but support it because mm. it's obviously a really important one. And with the brands that I've got, which is Ganda, Woolworths, Coles, Segway, um, and so many more read bikes. And I'm trying to think of all of them because there were so many kind people who wanted to come on board. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think just finding those people who wanted to support my message and know that it's an 11-year-old making it, so not trying to take advantage of, yeah, you know, anything. But at the end of the day, I think everyone – just wanted to spread this message because everyone knows like inside that it's an important thing and your brain's the most important thing in your body. So, yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And especially with like um, spreading, even with raising funds, like when I found out I got the role, well, kind of even before that, I was reaching out to all my friends, like, um, like I donated, like I got my um, piano teacher to donate. I got a few family friends to donate. I, I was kind of like, I was like, oh, this is, like, so sweet because we're all, like, you know, working together. Like, yeah, it was exactly. really nice to see everyone come together, yeah. 100%. I mean, yeah, that's that's what you do. you you got to back each other up. Like, we're all in this industry together mm-hmm. and we're working on this project, so, you know, we want to make the most of it. And it's such an important message, so, like, why not put 100%? 110% effort. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what is it? Because I know or you produced, wrote, directed pretty much like all three things, all major crew roles. How did you – what I'm really intrigued about is how did you find the time and the space to direct as well as perform? And then what was it like for you guys having Aurora direct you? Um – what was oh sorry you, you go okay okay um so finding that it well it was my obviously I wrote it so it wasn't really like an idea to write it it was like I had already started writing it yeah 
Um, and then producer, I think that I knew that that would kind of come along with getting my voice in there before I knew I was going to be the director. Mm-hmm. So I was going to be a producer, like kind of either way, one of them. And then, wait, producer, writer. Oh, and then I obviously I was going to act in it because I wanted another credit. Yeah. And then the director, I reached out to so many different directors and I was getting really scared because it was getting quite close to filming and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't have a director. <laughs> but um, I reached out to Steph Smith, who I said earlier, who mentored me mm. and I was like, hey, I've seen that you went to Cannes this year and that was just really impressive and I was wondering if you wanted to come on board. And she was like, absolutely, but I just I want to teach you how to direct because I wish that when I was your age, I wish, you know, I knew that that was my dream and my passion. And yeah. if you don't like it, then, like, at least you've had that experience and that credit and just knowing that you don't like it. But, I mean, if you love it, then I then that would just be amazing. So mm-hmm. I did not end up directing it and I loved it. Um, and so it's amazing. And that's kind of how I found it. I think that answered your question. Yeah. And did you have maybe someone like looking out for your performance? So when you were actually performing and doing scenes, did you have someone like kind of there shadowing you as well so that they can see if they, if you needed anything else to, done to the performance or anything like that? Or did you um, kind of just go off what you were doing and then direct yourself? Because I find that so hard. It, it was really hard because when I was actually doing a scene where I had to cry on cue, I said action for myself. It was like, <laughs> really, it was like action and then it's like... And then I, I like start crying. Yeah. Oh, she was absolutely amazing absolutely. at that. Everyone behind the camera was like, yeah. oh my gosh, do you see this? I was like... like yeah. Definitely. Mum was like... Yeah. Aurora turned around and she was like, you know, getting in the mood and then she was like, action. Action. (laughs) It was amazing. That's so good. But that see that just like that just gives you so much more than you could ever even imagine that you would get on a set because like you're not you don't have the pressure of like you know, like your short film you don't have the pressure of being on a tv show where you're like money your time is money pretty much yeah. you know what i mean and like you're doing this in a in a situation where you have like complete control and you decide like how fast you want to go and how slow you want to go i guess in a way because you're not like under the pressure of like the a network clock. executives and the clock and everything like that so it's it's a good it's good practice and just just to know that like you can say action and drop straight into it is like a really good skill to have and Mm. like you're starting from now so you're gonna like be bloody professional by the time you're like 15 (laughs) um but what about you girls how what was it like having aurora direct you someone who's like you know very similar in your age same generation same kind of thing how does it feel being directed by your peer Hmm. Well, at first, I mean, well, a lot of people think, oh, it's, you know, it's an 11-year-old directing and basically doing everything in the film. Like, is it going to be good? But honestly, Aurora just, and like, completely nailed everything. Mm. Um, um, 
you would think that, you know, parents are behind the film a lot at such a young age, but honestly, Aurora, so much hard work has been put in by you and, like, yeah, it was just amazing. I was like, oh, gosh, I, I don't even think I'd be able to handle doing, you know, all these roles. But, um, you know, Roy came in on the day really confident and, yeah, somehow, somehow she managed to direct us amazingly and, I guess, direct herself. Yeah, I don't know about confident, but, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, um, no. I want to I see this now. I need to see this film ASAP. What about I you, Freya? Absolutely, I absolutely loved being... Um, directed by Aurora like getting to know a director is like really nice but Aurora was like relatable on like another level because we actually like we actually got along and we're like now pretty pretty close friends like we, yeah. we're besties yeah. um but it was really so directors usually don't understand some acting sometimes because they're yeah. so like they could be new to the industry but Aurora, nah, she totally got it. Um, it's really nice to have someone on that kind of understanding level as you so they can understand acting but also take um, control of the directing as well. So it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's mind-blowing. If I'm if I'm going to be honest, obviously I was the director and I'm not saying that someone else was, but I had an associate director and she was absolutely amazing in, like, Whenever I would come out of accent, since it's in an American accent, um, she'd be like, oh, you just messed up this line a little bit. She was so nice. Cody and, yeah, she she's actually doing an after class with me and that's how I met her, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's gorgeous. Awesome. She's so sweet. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I love to hear that you guys are just, like, totally each other's cheerleaders and, you know, Aurora, you're so young, like, you've – and you've just – pulled this whole thing off it's it's really awesome what um what do you hope that audiences take from the film or even your characters um individually like obviously melonhead is really important um but what do you hope for it and even what do you hope people take away from your characters too um i hope people take away from the movie to I'm getting really serious to wear a helmet. It's so, so important because, like, obviously it's not good to break any bone in your body, but, like, a broken arm or a broken leg can heal, but, like, a broken brain or a broken spinal cord, like, they're things that are really, really damaging for the whole body. Hmm. And I just really want people to understand how important it is because some people are just, like, it's your brain, dude. But uh, I just want people to wear a helmet and on anything because with all the electric scooters, like in the last two weeks, like five people in Australia have died. I'm not like exactly sure, but like Mm. three people have died on electric scooters and bikes and everything. And it's just so sad. So preventable. Yeah, Yeah. Mm. definitely. And Mm. what about you girls? What do you hope that people take from the film or even your characters? Like, um, I guess not kind of, obviously, helmet safety is, like, the overarching most important message, but I think, um, especially with getting to know the characters, Sarah, Ebony, and Harper, I think it's not only about helmet safety. It's kind of got, like, an under-message about um, 
friendship issues and how to become aware of them and how to solve them in the situation at the time, not just to let it go, but to um, understand it and become aware. I think it's quite important because I know a lot of young girls are moving into high school and they can be um, really unaware of this like kind of catty behaviour um, that's really not nice, um, being introduced to a new school and getting to know people. Um, I think it's really good to be aware of both helmet safety and friendship, you know? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I mean, I, I just have to say, you know, you can like, you can like Ebony and Sarah, but the main message is like, really just don't be like them. Yeah. <laughs> like they're basically the characters showing you what not to do. Um, because all they want to, all they want to be is popular and, um, stylish and they don't care how they get that they just you know yeah Yeah. so it's telling you there's a lot of what not to do in this film but also showing from like her perspective what to do in the sense like wear your helmets be kind be be you be be real and also in the meantime protect people that you love and protect the people around you so you're like safe and you're not in any danger and I think yeah I think the film will definitely come across as you want it to come across and where where to next so you would nearly finished filming where like what what are you hoping for the next steps for the film um well tomorrow is our last day filming we're filming at my house we just finished setting up my room (laughs) and um so i wait so where to next where to next yeah where to next (laughs) obviously we're gonna edit and color grade and all that stuff Mm. but um and then short film festivals hopefully going around short film festival circuits and then screenings for all the car well screenings and then kind of short film festivals and then um, for the cast and crew and extras and everything. Yeah. And then, I don't know. I mean, hopefully it gets picked up for something or, you know, we've gotten some offers. I can't say anything about that and I probably shouldn't have even said that. But you know. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. You've gotten some special little things that on the side that you can't say anything about, which is yeah. fair. That's um, top secret. But do you hope, like, to take it into like to bring it to actual schools like I'm, I'm assuming maybe you're tailoring it more to like primary school age kids like are you hoping that you you can kind of give it to schools and send that and have that as being the main campaign that, that everyone's been looking for since like the 80s yeah um well definitely my school that I go to now go to a public school um not gonna say which one but um so my school, they have already said yeah, and they that they are going to screen it for my whole school because it's I think it's a problem at every school, mm. and we're going to contact schools like all over Australia and other countries as well because it is that American accent. Yeah. But um, the high school that we filmed it at as well, it's aimed at I I would say, kind of, hopefully everyone and everyone takes that important message, but mainly kids. Yeah. Um, like look. Like the ages that in the movie are twelve and thirteen, so that's like high school and primary school. Mm. Um, but the high school that we filmed it at as well, they've already said that they want to 
show it and hopefully other high other primary schools and high schools because it is such a vital message yeah definitely and for i mean until you're up to like 18 as well like people's mode of transport is pretty much a bike like you know unless you have a car and then i mean unless your parents take you to places every single day but i know that when i was younger like that's all we would pretty much do is like ride bikes to each other's houses and there were no campaigns i do not remember there being any campaigns um around when i was in primary school or even like high school as well um but yeah so what like i can't wait to hear more about it what are you guys what are you girls doing next you freya and olivia tell us anything that you'd like to share for people to support or just that you want people to know that's upcoming um well i i'm i think yeah i'm just going to continue to keep working hard and training and getting involved as as much as many um films as i possibly can keep auditioning all the fun stuff um but yeah on I think I'm pretty sure it's the 29th of October. I am going to be live at the regional finals of the World Monologue Games. Oh my God. Um, so, yeah, um, hopefully people will watch the live and, you know. Yes, yes. We will put the details in the description below for this episode. And hopefully, well, if you don't join the live, then unsubscribe. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> um, but the link will be there if um, people want to watch the live and watch you just absolutely kill it there. Um, so that definitely will be in the description. Um, what about you, Freya? Um, well, yeah, I'm just going to keep on auditioning, do more acting courses, you know, working hard. Mum keeps me up to date with, you know, Star Now and especially with my um, manager, Ego Management. Um um, I really love working with Copper Studios, you know, especially when it comes to um, auditions. Tim Carroll, Copper Studios, he is amazing. He is the sweetest. Um, obviously, I would love a breakout role. Um, but now I think it's just all about working hard, putting yourself out there and getting to know more people. A hundred percent. I think you guys have covered so much during this episode and you – you each cover so many different ages but very young ages and people that are probably in similar spots to you that are just beginning and things so I think you coming on this podcast will really help like young younger generations in their pursuit for acting and even just being a creator musician whichever um, space they choose to be in in the entertainment industry so I think coming on and just sharing what you guys have been up to and what you're creating is going to inspire so many other people. So thank you so much for yeah, coming. And I hope to work with you guys again you guys this week. Oh, yeah. Thank you. For sure. Well, that's awesome. You guys have got so much coming up, so much that you're doing. So, yeah, I wish you all the best of luck with everything. I can't wait to watch Melonhead. I can't wait to watch your live stream. And I can't wait to watch anything else that you guys are doing. Hit me up and I'm sure that you guys will be back on the podcast with major updates and major news. So I can't wait to have you guys back on. And, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can find us on whatever podcast platform you use. And whilst you're there, please leave us a comment, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you.